Hey, how's it going, everybody? You're listening to another episode of the Super Mercado Brothers Video Game Music Podcast. Hello, my name is Carl Brueggemann. And I'm his brother, Will Brueggemann. Glad to have you aboard. This is the podcast where we talk about and share the very best in video game music. Absolutely. In today's episode is Show and Tell 8. Now, for those of you who aren't familiar, the Show and Tell episodes are when Carl and I both come together and we each bring for like 10 or 11 tracks that we've discovered that week that we want to share with each other. So what's cool is I haven't heard and I don't know any of Carl's tracks and vice <laughs> versa. So we're going to share them today on the air and sort of talk about them. But these episodes are really fun because um, they sort of help Carl and myself stay fresh and keep trying to discover new music and new soundtracks. That's really one of my favorite things about this podcast right. is kind of having the excuse to spend time researching and, and dive into to these sometimes very obscure composers and right. soundtracks. Well, find I some think hidden the other gems. thing, it, it's sort of, uh, it's a way for us to really show appreciation to some of the things we uh, discover during the course of a season. Absolutely. You know, like we may be playing a soundtrack and there's so many good uh, tracks in there, but we really just can only feature a few. So it's yeah, really I know nice to get those show and tells to spotlight. There's definitely a few soundtracks today that I'm going to be showing that are fr- that are from soundtracks that we've previously played recently, and that I just thought were so awesome, and I knew that I wanted to play a couple more selections. So I'm really looking forward to that. Also, I'm really excited because I have a little facet today, uh, this kind of little mini spotlight of one of my favorite composers. I'm going to play two tracks from that. Oh, awesome. So yeah, I just wanted to say quickly that track you heard playing in with that was a pick from Ed. So we wanted to thank. Ed for that pick. That was Space Manbo for the MSX2, and that was Battleship. So that's much obliged. Really Ed. good track. Yeah. Um. One thing that I kind of wanted to give a shout out to, uh, for me, and I know for Carl for the last few episodes, there's been one website that I really recommend you check out. It sort of helped us find some of these new soundtracks. It's called Game Music Appreciation. Now you need Google Chrome in order to use it, but when you have that, it's incredibly helpful because you have access to virtually any NES, Game Boy, SNES, Sega Genesis, pretty much any chip based console yeah you have almost you every can soundtrack stream it all online mm-hmm. and what makes it great is they're not like mp3 or wave files that you're streaming you're streaming the actual chip sound files so for things like let's say super nintendo or nes you can mute the different channels and, and everything. you can also set it on loop too which is really nice right so we'll put the link to that on the bottom of this episode's post so you guys should be able to check that out well, let's well, get to it brother. yeah let's get to it this is going to be so much fun i'm going to start things off with shining force 2 mm. for the sega genesis a now. good one yeah, you may remember, Will, this one, this is a soundtrack that I was blown away by in our RPG episodes. We played a track from this, and definitely you guys should be looking out for in the future. We're definitely going to have a Shining Force episode, some fantastic music in this entire series. This was composed by Motowaki Takanuchi. I'm going to play a track for you called Lively Town. Enjoy. is Lively Town from the Sega Genesis game Shining Force 2, and it was composed by Motowaki Takanuchi. Gosh, I absolutely love this song and the soundtrack. 
I guess the biggest thing that I'm so impressed by is Takanuchi's use of the Sega Genesis. Such a rare example. He's actually composing very imaginative orchestral style music on the Sega Genesis, and he's not limiting his compositions in order to suit the Sega Genesis. Like I think a lot of composers do is they realize right. that, you know what, I can't really do orchestral very well. Whereas he's saying, you know what, I, I think I can. And he really is doing a great job. I mean, some of those flute sounds, it just, I'm amazed that this is on the Sega Genesis. This is great. Yeah, really nice. And when you get it to sound good, it almost has more clarity because it is that sound chip. You know, it's not compressing the samples like the Super Nintendo. Mm -hmm. uh, but again, this is sort of a rare use of something like this. You don't hear a lot of this type of stuff on the Genesis. Absolutely. Yeah, no, that's one of the reasons why I'm really looking forward to having a Shining Force episode is because I think this composer... Again, he just had a very ambitious sense of composition and implementation. He wasn't as concerned with with what other composers were doing. He just really wanted to convey the emotions that his pieces had. Yeah, there's really good uh, part job. writing and, uh, yeah, very pretty imaginative piece. Good pick, Carl. I really like the bass instrument. That might be one of my favorite instruments in this piece. I also like the heavy use of delay and the lead instrument, too. Yeah, nice. Awesome. So what's your first pick, Will? Well, cool. My first pick comes from a game from the Super Nintendo called Mickey Mania, The Timeless Adventures of Mickey Mouse. Now, this game for the SNES was sort of a little interesting game where uh, you could play through a lot of the levels which were based on old Mickey Mouse shorts. Like, I know they had Steamboat Willie and things like that. But then oh, they cool. also had some of the movies, the like the feature films that Mickey was in. So it's kind of a cool little game based around that. And what's fun is that all the music sort of uh, fits in with what the music was like for each of those little films. Cool. Uh, but another thing that's really special about this game is this is one of the earliest games that Michael Giacchino worked on. Oh, awesome. So that's why I wanted to play a track from this game. So the track that I'm going to be playing is called Captain Pete. It's from Mickey Mania, and this track was composed by Blythe Sustra, Matt Furness, and Michael Giacchino. Let's take a listen. Awesome. We're listening to Captain Pete from Mickey Mania, composed by Blythe Sustra, Matt Furness, and the wonderful Michael Giacchino. What do you think of this track, Carl? This is a lot of fun. This is cool. It's, it's fun for me to hear something that I've never heard before on the Super NES because I love hearing different people's implementation of the samples. Right. It's always completely different, so it's always fun to hear brand new soundtracks that I've never heard. I like it. Yeah, I really uh, like some of the instrument choices. Uh, that very fast, repetitive, ostinato-like line with the trombone is really kind of interesting rhythmically in how it sort of works in the phrase. At first, you're not really sure what it is, but then when the drums lock in, you sort of realize that its place in the groove has yeah. sort of shifted to what your original perception was. Absolutely. As soon as it started playing, it took me a few measures to realize, wait, where's the one? Where's the one? And then I figured it was actually simpler <laughs> than I thought. Yeah. I thought it was this really syncopated offbeat thing, and it's actually very very simple right but yeah no that's that's i wonder if those high brass is the same samples as the low yeah trombone. it's possible because i know that the low ones they definitely are trombone samples they're not hmm. like a trumpet sample right. pitched down you can tell it's trombone so yeah i do wonder about that sometimes if they just use one mm -hmm. sort of all-encompassing uh brass sample like a one-size-fits-all sort of thing <laughs> but yeah, yeah i just really wanted to play that one because uh we haven't really played any of michael giacchino's really early video game stuff yeah, this, this was probably only a year or two before his uh, work on The Lost World for the PlayStation and the Saturn. Quite different in presentation, <laughs> if you remember, The Lost World yeah. is actually the first video game that has uh, fully orchestral music in it. Right. Guinness Book of World Records there. All right, now I'm going to move on to my next pick. Now this, I have to admit, um, I'm picking this one strictly for Will. 
I, I picked this one because I know that Will is really going to enjoy this. If you remember, Will, uh, on our, I think also our RPG episode, we played a track from Destiny of an Emperor for mm-hmm. the NES, and it was composed by Hiroshigi Tanamura of oh, Lord. <laughs> DuckTales fame. And I told you that there's one track, there's honestly more than one, but there's definitely at least one track that sounded like a lost DuckTales song. It's incredibly similar to his work on DuckTales. So I thought I'd play it for you today and for all you guys today because I think you guys will enjoy this. This is Boss Theme from Destiny of an Emperor. was the boss theme from Destiny of an Emperor for the NES, composed by Hiroshigi Tanamura. It's funny, it's so similar to the boss theme from DuckTales with that dinnit, dinnit, dinnit. Uh, the instrument choices are all just like right out of DuckTales, <laughs> and even the drum samples and the way it works with that noise channel are just like identical. You're right, it really does feel like a lost track from DuckTales. Also, it uses that blues scale to just such a delight. It's The wonderful. use of the heavy delay, the very specific type of vibrato, everything about it is just screaming DuckTales. One thing I think is interesting is, this is I think the same year or really close to the same time as uh-huh. DuckTales. I wonder if this guy just like composed a bunch of different boss themes and just, oh, this one I'll put in this game, this one I'll put in this game because like it, it almost doesn't sound like it's a different soundtrack well at i all. think the other possibility is that he maybe wrote this originally for ducktales and then came That's up with the, the boss theme that he ended up going with and the reason why they share some of those compositional similarities are obviously because of that but he's like hey this is still a good right. song i should just use it in another project yeah it's it's just fun i, I always enjoy finding multiple different soundtracks from a composer from a very similar era from like the same year because you can tell these little traces of their compositional style they'll use a little bit here and then a little bit here and it's like just a little dabble do you you know it's just great especially even in like films you know you get that a little bit with John Williams and uh, it's really fun to sort of get a little bit of insight into the creative process of someone who (laughs) you really idolize like Hiroshigi Tonomura I just (laughs) oh I so look up to him and he's such a mysterious figure since he's done so little work I think one thing that's great is if you're a fan of these composers then you're going to really enjoy hearing those compositional quirks over and over again whereas if you're not a fan of them you might get annoyed and say oh he's just doing that he's doing that shtick again you know oh that's one of my pet peeves is when people say that all right well your turn again cool well now i'm going to play another track from the super nintendo this is from a game called yoshi's safari and ah, being I've the fact that it's Mario, your initial reaction might be that the music's good. But for me, I was it's actually originally... quite terrible. <laughs> <laughs> but for me, I was actually assuming that the music wouldn't be that good because there's so many Mario spinoff games. Right. And the music is never really handled by, you know, one of the big leaguers. So I was just expecting this to kind of be not that good but what really surprised me is there were a few tracks within this game that really just nailed the mario musical vernacular like right on oh, the that's head cool. and this is one who composed that I, this well there were three composers yasushi tokunaga yoshiki nishimura and miyuki uemura those were the three composers, and I'd never heard of either of those people. Yeah, I've never heard of them either. But what really surprised me is that uh, they really sort of did Mario very well, especially in this track that I'm about to play for you. This track is called High Score, and it's just really beautiful, has that sort of melancholy Koji Kondo sound. Let's take a listen. This is High Score from Yoshi's Safari. Cool.
Oh, that just gives me chills. I actually teared up when I first heard this because it's just <laughs> such a beautiful piece of music. It's great. And it completely caught me out guard because the rest of the music in this game is very sort of silly and lively and stuff. But this one's just so, like, from a different era, you it's know? It's funny that this is the high score theme. It's right. A, That's another really thing. Is it's not a variation on another melody. This is where this melody comes from, and yeah, it's I so was, beautiful. I was really impressed just now listening to this. I One thing that I thought was so cool is that it wasn't doing what I was expecting. Like, the chords that it was landing on, they weren't phoning it in. They were doing very extended chords, very tasteful kind of show tune chords. Oh, absolutely. I feel like you could take uh, this arrangement and that melody and it would just be right at home in like a Rodgers and Hart musical. Mm -hmm. Like it absolutely feels like it's from that era and it's using those similar types of chord choices. And it's just, again, for Yoshi's Safari, I was not expecting something like this, but it just, oh, it hits you in the gut and it's just a perfect melody. Yeah, well, if you ever write uh, a musical for like a Mario musical, you'd have to use this as one of the kind of the love themes. If I, I, I will it suggest like a game over. Also, though, kind like, of maybe it would be the end of the musical. I will suggest don't call it high score because I don't think that evokes you know how beautiful this song is. I think this should be like a love theme. <laughs> yeah. Oh, it just oh, it gives me chills. It's so beautiful. If you wanted to somehow work in high score into the love theme, I mean, maybe you could do that. <laughs> You're my high score. <laughs> okay, never mind. I changed my mind. Please don't do that. All right, my turn. I'm going to play another track. This is from Etrian Odyssey Untold. I'm really excited to play this. This is from a brand new Etrian Odyssey game for the 3DS. Now, you guys are probably familiar with the first three Etrian Odyssey games, which came out for the DS, and there was a fourth one that just recently came out. This is another one on top of that, and it's kind of a reimagining of, I believe, the first game in the series. And once again, this was composed by Yuzo Koshiro. And similar to the fourth game, this features all real instrumentalists. So this is a really beautiful, um, kind of really chill, laid-back piece of music called Emerald Woodlands. <laughs> You're listening to Emerald Woodlands from Etrian Odyssey Untold. This is a pretty recent 3DS game, and it was composed by Yuzo Kashiro. Some really beautiful choices of instruments and performances by these musicians. I just really am blown away with uh, this entire soundtrack, everything that I've listened to so far. A lot of the music I recognize because mm -hmm. some of it is from the original Etrian Odyssey. Oh, really? But it's really cool to hear it um, done with real instrumental. Yeah, I really like this ensemble, uh, this sort of jazz orchestra's uh, very interesting choice for instruments, like you said, mm -hmm. Carl, and just a beautiful piece of music with some lovely, lovely performances. Yeah, you this know, was from the original Etrian Odyssey, actually, this piece. I just think it's cool that he chose to go with this, this type of ensemble. Mm -hmm. I think it really fits the music very well. I love and the it's drum sound. orchestrated fantastically. 
I mean, yeah. really, that, that cross stick is a perfect choice for something so laid back Well, like and this. I love how you can go from those lush string harmonies right into something this, like, sort of chill mm -hmm. and relaxed. It's amazing to have that contrast in tone. One thing I noticed that was so impressive, uh, technically, is that the piano right here is doubled with the violin. Perfect intonation. There's no differences in pitch at all. I think that's so impressive. Well, it's also impressive for the piano. That means it mm -hmm. was a tuned piano. <laughs> I think more impressive for the violinist. Eh, it's impressive for the piano tuner. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm kidding. That's cool. All right, Will, you're up next. Awesome. Well, uh, my next track is from a game that Carl and I both love and a composer that we really both love. Uh, this is Who Framed Roger Rabbit from the NES. Nice. And today I'm going to be playing a track called Country. And this one has a really sort of cool Dave Wisey groove to it. I really like playing the tracks from this game that to me seem like a little bit of a precursor to the Donkey Kong Country world. Yeah, absolutely. So I heard this one and I was immediately thinking of you. Also, I've just I'm had excited to hear it. Yeah, I had Dave Wise on the mind uh, because, you know, I saw the new trailer for Donkey Kong Country Tropical Freeze, which has some new, new music, music by Dave Wise. Sounded pretty awesome. Yeah, I'm yeah. really excited. So anyways, this is Country from Who Framed Roger Rabbit by the wonderful and magnificent David Wise. That's Country from Who Framed Roger Rabbit, composed by David Wise. Yeah, I really just love this melody. I love the groove that doom, 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 doom. And I noticed that right here, it's not looping. Like, now it's doing it with a delay instrument, which no, you yeah, didn't hear the before. the form is like uh, two and a half minutes long or something. That's awesome. Yeah, it's a wonderful song. The groove is fantastic. And when the melody comes in, it's really great. And there's some crazy, interesting modulation going on. But the melody is really nice and elegant and sort of dances around it. It doesn't feel jolting because really the form is quite odd. It's very odd. Chord changes are quite odd, but that melody really ties everything together, and that groove really ties everything together. Yeah, it's like a weird number of measures. It's like a, it's like a grouping of six. It's instead of four or eight. It's like six or ten or something. It's a little bit quirky. But I gotta say, I've never heard this piece before. This might be my favorite piece from Who Framed Roger Rabbit. This is excellent. Yeah, it's really cool. I was, yeah, these chords that they're like hearkening to are just so advanced for the NES when you to think that you only have three channels. But what he does so great is he knows when to have the instruments dancing and right. when to have them in sort of like unison rhythms. Does he ever use the triangle for chords? Because I noticed the bass is very sparse, like it's only hitting on the one and the three. Is he using it on like the other beats at all? Well, yeah, the the bass that we're hearing the doom is actually a square, oh, so right. it's going bump, and then chords with the lowest note mm -hmm. as the triangle. But the triangle isn't really the bass, so the triangle is sort of filling out the chords. And what's cool is you get that little bit of bounce. That's cool. So the bass is by itself. You have dun 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 dun, and then makes it sound like you can have richer chords. It's a it good gives choice. You a reason of like four notes. To use the square for the bass, it gives it more confidence, more yeah. power, more grit. <laughs> Definitely more grit. <laughs> it yeah. rocks more. Yeah. Good, good pick, Will. Thanks, Ben. All right, I'm going to move on to uh, a game that I actually discovered a couple weeks ago, and I was actually playing this a couple weeks ago, and it was a really fun game. I've never heard of it before. I think it's a Konami game. It's called Twin Bee Rainbow Bell Adventures for the Super Nintendo, and this was composed by Kenichi Matsubara, Yuki Morimoto, and Psycho Miki. I'm going to play a really happy, bouncy piece. I think this is the Stage 1 theme. It's called Green Hills, Blue Skies.
That is Green Hills Blue Skies from Twin B Rainbow Bell Adventures for the Super Nintendo. Oh my gosh, this is such a fun piece of music. What a cute little it's, song. <laughs> it's so cute. It's so 90s. This really is at home in this era. Uh, if you were to pick up this game from the store or hear about it from a friend and pop it in, I gotta say that because I actually did play a little bit of this first level and the music perfectly fits the environment in the gameplay. It's a very bouncy platformer. Oh, really? It's just a lot of fun. It's just oozing with uh, color here. It sounds like a blast. Yeah, it really is. I think this is a series, I believe, Twinbee. There's there's a couple other games for the Super Nintendo from the series. I think this was one that, I think originally I had looked at it for our Konami episode, but I didn't include it. And that's kind of what got me interested oh, in really? checking the game out. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. I like that song. It's really cute. Thanks, dude. Well, awesome. The next track I'm going to play is from one of my favorite games from the Wii. This is The Legend of Zelda Twilight Princess. Nice. Now, uh, The Legend of Zelda is just, well, as its name suggests, a legendary series, both as far as games and music. And I feel like this game really... Uh, raise the bar to almost a new level and this theme is sort of one of the reasons why the track that I'm going to be playing for you is called Save Ilya and Ilya is a character in the game who you meet early on and there's a really beautiful theme called Ilya's theme um, and so this basically is that but it also harkens to the main theme of Twilight Princess which you'll probably recognize anyways the composers for this game are Toro Minigishi, Asuka Oda and the legendary Koji Kondo. Let's take a listen to Save Ilya. gorgeous piece of music is called Save Ilya. And one thing that I love so much about it is that uh, Ilya seemed the na 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 It's brilliant and it's very much like something Koji Kondo would write because it's just using those simple series of notes but it's so emotional. It conveys so much emotional depth but what I love about this song is that it moves into a variation on the theme of Twilight Princess which typically you hear in very rising dun 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 Dun, dun. The field and theme, here yeah. it's like it has this hopeful quality to it but there's such an innocence and simplicity to it it's just gorgeous yeah i will say that minigishi and oda they definitely are trying to harness their inner koji kondos here they're definitely paying tribute to the previous games in this series it does sound like a koji kondo piece it's fun to know that it's actually not you know oh that's beautiful cool man well, I'm going to move on to a track of mine. Really excited to share this. This is from a brand new Ease game. And this just came out uh, for the PS Vita, I believe. And I think it's it's coming out in North America later this year. I think it came out earlier this year in Japan. And the Japanese title of this game is Ease Foliage Ocean in Celsita. Huh. The American translation is Memories of Celsita, which I think is a better title. I'm going to play the title theme from this game. This was composed by Falcom Sound Team JDK. More specifically, we have Hayato Sanada, Takahiro Unasuga, Saki Momiyama, and Tomokatsu Haguda. Sad to have no Yuzo Koshiro or Miko Ishikawa, but Indeed. what are you going to do? You know, this is very reminiscent of some of the E's origin, E7 music, very oh, cool. rocking, so you should enjoy this. This is the title theme.
love this track. This is the title theme to Ease, Foliage, Ocean, and Salcida, composed by Falcom Sound Team, JDK. It was fun watching Will's facial expressions when he heard this piece, because he was smiling a lot, because it really is reminiscent of a lot of our favorite themes in the Ease series, uh, very reminiscent of some of the more recent entries like Ease Origin. It's just great to get that really rocking, distorted guitar mixed with violin, and you have to wait for it, but when they do finally harmonize together, it's such a payoff. Oh, yeah. I was worried that they weren't going to have the violin. <laughs> I'm like, oh, maybe because it's portable, they won't mm-hmm. get the budget to do that. But no, I, that's mainly why I was smiling. I was really right. happy to hear that. Great drum sound, great guitar sound. Right. Because you think those are thing... real drums or fake drums? Uh, it's hard to tell. I yeah. mean, I assume it would be real. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I mean, I feel like the East series musically is really respected tradition, so I'm glad that they're still sort of sticking with that. That's really good to hear. Yeah, we've said that before, but that is the most loved thing about the series is the music. So that's something that they really hold in high esteem and they try their best to, um, you know, not to embarrass themselves, you know, (laughs) as far as that series goes. So yeah. Glad I got to share that. Well, cool. The next track that I'm going to play comes from uh, a game that's very near and dear to my heart. This is Star Fox Assault for the Nintendo GameCube. Sick. I love yeah. this game. I played a lot of this game when I was younger. Um, just so much. It's I funny because I had the GameCube, but I think you actually bought this game. I bought the game, yeah. <laughs> I, I've always you didn't loved have a GameCube, Star Fox yeah. for some reason. I've always been really obsessed with it. Cool concept, and I really like the music. And one thing that's great about Star Fox Assault, it's fully organized orchestral really ahead of the curve yeah, i gotta say for it's nintendo so crazy games. for nintendo and it's wonderfully orchestrated and it's a mixture of new compositions and um retooled compositions from star fox 64 and the original star fox and this one what's cool is it takes probably one of the weaker songs from star fox 64 um, and makes it into one of the best songs in this game. It takes the melody, and the composer orchestrated it brilliantly. So anyways, this is Katina from Star Fox Assault, fully orchestrated. And this game was composed by Yoshi Arakawa in Yoshinori Kawamoto. Let's take a listen to Katina from Star Fox Assault. Isn't that just great? Yes, it is. I remember this piece. This was uh, one of the early levels. Oh, it's so dainty, the orchestration. It's such a powerful. And then, dun, 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 and then you get that clarinet This melody. was an on-foot level, Lovely. right? Yeah, it's an on-foot level. And uh, as much as I love this piece, I still get stressed out when I hear it because this level the is on-foot so levels, frustrating. I didn't like. I did not. <laughs> I got to say, <laughs> most shooter, like space shooter games that try to have on-foot levels absolutely suck yeah i think the worst example of that remember rogue squadron or rebel strike yeah rogue right rogue 3. squadron three yeah oh my gosh the on foot levels were absolutely this terrible. was better than that this I mean, was a this lot was better playable. than that but yeah, I remember but the controls were kind of herky-jerky and very <laughs> loose aiming. But isn't this track just wonderfully it's orchestrated? Great. And the engineering um, for the recording of the orchestra is really, again, ahead of its time. Uh, yeah, and it's why, so fun to hear all these classic Star Fox tunes reorchestrated. Why didn't Nintendo keep this going? This was like, what, 2004? This was early on you know, for the GameCube. And other games that would be coming out five years after that didn't have orchestrated soundtracks. Right. What the heck? I have no idea. 
But once again, what's so great about this is you get new stuff and old stuff, and the old stuff is actually better orchestrated. Yeah. You know, they don't take too many liberties. I remember I loved their arrangement of the Star Fox 64 main theme. Oh, yeah, and the Excellent. Star Wolf theme with that, like, mariachi trumpet. Oh, just kill me. It's just gorgeous. Yeah, some of the most quintessential, um, you know, arrangements of the Star Fox music. Awesome, Will. Well, I'm very excited to move on to my little kind of mini focus on one of my favorite composers. So, as you guys may know, one of my favorite video game composers, mainly just from how mysterious of a figure he is, is Takashi Tateishi right. from Capcom. And for the longest time, uh, the only kind of soundtracks we knew that he did was Mega Man 2, and also he helped with UN Squadron, the woot, arcade version. Woot. I did some research this week, and I really dug in, and I was able to find some more games that this gentleman worked on, which is very exciting for me because I had never known that. I had to do some digging and go into this Capcom kind of fan site, and I found a couple. So I'm going to share uh, two different tracks today, one from, uh, one from each different game that I found. The first game I found is a game called Willow, and it was an arcade game, and it was composed solely by Takashi Dateshi. Uh, I don't think it was a very popular game, so that's maybe one of the reasons why not a lot of people know that he worked on it. And also, you know, the crediting back then was so terrible. This is Stage 1 from Willow, composed by Takashi Dateshi. <laughs> Awesome. This is stage one from the arcade game Willow, composed by Takashi Dateshi. So fun to discover new Takashi soundtracks for me. This one I think is cool because he's definitely trying to do something different, something that would fit this game. So it's kind of a new side that I've never really heard from this composer. You know, very similar era to UN Squadron. Some of the same mm -hmm. instruments that you hear on that What's arcade crazy soundtrack. crazy is I would never guess that this is Takashi Tateshi, mm -hmm. whereas UN Squadron heavily sounds kind of like Mega Man. Right. Well, the next track I'm going to play from him is one of the reasons I love it. It's classic <laughs> Takashi. Well, it's cool to get that diversity, man. Yeah. All right, Will, what's your next track? Well, awesome. Uh, this next one is from a game that I really like, uh, Super Paper Mario for the Wii. They took sort of the RPG elements of the Paper Mario series, but the classic side-scrolling platforming from the Mario series, along with some really imaginative uh, gameplay mechanics. Yeah, this is an and, excellent game. Yeah, and a fantastic soundtrack. So the track that I'm going to be playing for you is one that I've loved for a really long time. It's called Flipside. And the composers for this game were Nako Mitomi and Chika Sikigawa. Let's take a listen to Flipside from Super Paper Mario.
awesome. This is Flipside from Super Paper Mario. I absolutely love this melody. I love the instrument choices, and it's just so groovy and lively and fun. You know, it, I was really impressed with this soundtrack when I first played this game because it it's good enough to be in sort of like a main canon Mario game. And it's another reason why it made this game feel legit and not really like sort of an RPG spinoff. I had a great time with this game. It always will hold a little special place in my heart. At the same time, it will always conjure up slight feelings of madness and sadness because <laughs> my roommate in college broke my Wii and I was mm. so close to completing this game and I completely lost all my save files so I was actually never able to finish it and I just didn't have the cojones to go back and start it all over it's again. It's a great game dude sometime in the future you should go back and yeah. play it. It's excellent. excellent. Yeah. Awesome dude no that's a great pick I'm glad we finally got to play a track. Yeah from I game. kept forgetting every show mm -hmm. and tell I, I'd be like remind me to play Flipside that's just the best and I've forgotten up until now so <laughs> I did get a new laptop so maybe now it'll be easier for you to organize the, yeah. your future picks cool well I'm going to play another track from Takashi Tateshi I'm so excited to share this with you guys this is just classic Takashi here now there's a game called Side Arms which came out for the arcade and it was composed by someone else one of the reasons this was not known by a lot of people is there was a TurboGrafx-16 version which featured completely different music Takashi did the TurboGrafx-16 version of this game which is called Side Arms Hyperdyne and it was you know uncredited for a long time until recently so let's take a listen to stage two from sidearms hyperdyne from the tg16 enjoy I love those little color flourishes on the far right channel and in the far left <laughs> channel. This is awesome. This is stage two from Sidearms Hyperdyne, composed by Takashi Tateshi. This section right here is Mega just Man, right dude. out of Mega Man. It's just great. It's so awesome. Yeah, no, it's so fun for me as a really big fan of this fairly unknown composer. I mean, Mega Man 2 is one of the most classic soundtracks, but... Other than that, no well, one really I knows I love this guy. stuff like that. I mm -hmm. love people who come in and make one soundtrack or that two changes everything. That's just like the greatest <laughs> thing. Everyone knows it. Everyone can sing all and the tunes. And then he leaves the industry. Yeah. Like this is a guy he worked for Capcom for like three years, like uh -huh. a very short amount of time. Worked on very few games and, and then left, left perhaps the largest impact mm -hmm. of anyone who ever worked at Capcom. It's, it's just insane. crazy. I think now he he may have his own studio. I think he works as a producer, if I'm not mistaken. But God, I want him to produce my album. Absolutely. <laughs> Yeah. yeah, it's kind of like uh, Masato Nakamura, you know, comes yeah. in, does two just dynamite soundtracks, and then never, you never hear anything that's else. The, that's the best like, way to do it, because oh. you want to leave people wanting more. You don't want to stick around for a long time and just get shittier and yeah, shittier. But not wanting that much more, I mean, gosh, yeah. there's so much yeah. more I'd love to hear from these guys. Absolutely. But I'm glad you found that. Thank you for sharing that, Carl. Thanks, man. Well, the next track I'm going to play is from a soundtrack that I'm familiar with, but a composer that I completely had no idea did it. Really? Yeah. This is a track from Ice Hockey composed by Koji Kondo. Yes, yes. And I, I knew when that. When I was a kid, my best friend Henry, I would go over to his house, and he actually had an NES before I did. Mm -hmm. And I would go over, and we would play all the games that he had. And Ice Hockey was our favorite because we both played hockey as kids. And this was actually a, it was the NES, so it was a simple enough sports game. Incredibly that realistic. We could play. <laughs> yeah, it's not like the modern like NHL where it's just really complicated so this is actually also my favorite sports game and i really like the music i had no idea it was koji kondo i just found that out like the other day so. yeah i remember that when we were researching our koji episode i remember that he did like soccer and golf yeah i remember and hockey, he did like know? soccer but mm -hmm. i had no idea it was ice hockey anyways this track from ice hockey is called select team it's super jazzy it's super old school nintendo you're just gonna love it carl so let's take a listen to select team from ice hockey composed by the lovely koji kondo Thank you. 
I just love that. I know it's short, I know it's simple, but that's Select Team from Ice Hockey, composed by Koji Kondo. I gotta say, I wish we could have included this on our short and sweet episode. It, it may have been track <laughs> of the week. Oh, it's just wonderful. I absolutely... It's so cute and really imaginative harmonies. Again, it's just Koji Kondo coming in and just knocking one out of the and park. I gotta say, as a hockey player myself, this definitely really fits the vibe of, of the <laughs> hockey game. Well, I think that's another reason why Henry and I love to play it so much. It was so non-threatening and fun. <laughs> as opposed to real hockey. Yeah. Yeah, no, one thing I love about this piece is the incredible extensive use of those grace notes. Yeah, it's like a jazz piano line. It's Well, what's cool is the NES, you have very limited control over the rhythm so it sounds like it's early it sounds like the notes are entering too soon but then you listen to that oh it's actually a grace note so that's why well it know? makes it this sort of like jazzy ragtime piece because you also have that bouncing bass line mm-hmm. but oh just masterful koji i love these Kondo. early era koji tracks where it like, kind of feels like arcade like early arcade yeah, music. i really just want more of this like holy holy hell that's awesome all right, I'm going to move on to a soundtrack that we recently featured on our Sunsoft episode. If you remember, I sung the praises of the soundtrack, Super Fantasy Zone. And um, Naoki Kadaka worked on the soundtrack along with Hiroshi Kawaguchi. And if you guys remember, I said I would play a Kawaguchi track uh, on our upcoming show and tell. And that's what I'm going to do today because we did not get to feature a track from him from the soundtrack. This is a song called Dreaming Tomorrow. I love this track. I hope you guys enjoy. If you aren't dancing to that one, uh, something might be wrong with you. This is <laughs> Super Fantasy Zone, Dreaming Tomorrow, composed by Hiroshi Kawaguchi. Such a hard swung groove. This really makes me want to get out of my chair and just start dancing. Well, I'm this. glad I was dancing. I don't want you to be upset with me, but yeah, I can't, I can't help <laughs> you can't it. can't help it, yeah. Great. This is excellent. Hopefully, wherever you guys are right now, even if you're in your little cubicle at work, hopefully you're at least tapping your foot to this. Yeah, I mean, don't get fired over it or anything, but yeah, yeah I think it's worth feel it. Free to, yeah, I mean, yeah, <laughs> live a little. This is a good way to go out. <laughs> oh, gosh, that's awesome. Nothing more I need to say about that one. It's self explanatory, <laughs> so we'll move on to your track. Well, yeah, the next one I'm going to play is just sort of like, I'm just checking this off the list. We have to play this. We haven't played anything from this game so far. This is the main theme from Animal Crossing, the title screen. And uh, yeah, I mean, (laughs) there's not a whole lot to say, but Animal Crossing has really established itself as one of the core Nintendo franchises. Some of my favorite composers worked on this game. Oh, yeah. And I mean, hey, it's in Nintendo land. So if that doesn't say that it's a mainstream Nintendo franchise, I don't know what else does. So who are all the composers for this one? I'm glad you asked. composers for this game there's actually four katsumi tataka yes. kenta nagata yes. who we both know from uh, mario kart 64 toro minigishi of zelda fame and shinobu tanaka yes so I love all, all just them. classic people and this track is so simple and beautiful really gorgeous jazz chords but it's just a classic nintendo tune and it's really fun to hear pieces like this being created as late as the nintendo gamecube era so anyways let's take a listen to the main theme from animal crossing
that's just great. It's the Animal Crossing main theme. And you know, another thing that I love about this is I really feel like uh, this soundtrack really sort of paved the way for a lot of the type of music that Nintendo would create for the Wii. Whether it's just right. for something like the Wii Shop Channel, like all the system music, or even like the Wii U stuff. But even to things, you know, you get like Nintendo Land, uh, Wii Fit. Yeah, this sounds like this would Wii fit right Sports, at home. You know, all that kind of stuff. Wii Sports Resort. All that music sort of has this sort of reserved, classy well, jazz sensibility I think it's all it. about the attitude. I think the mm -hmm. attitude of this game, very child-friendly. Yeah. Um, not Family-friendly. Family-friendly. Sometimes that word is kind of like a, ooh, like a turnoff right. for a no, lot of people. Not but, silly by any means. But, but just but, very universal. Yeah, and what's mm -hmm. cool, it's very classy, too. You know, it's not like, hey, kids, look at me. It's just yeah. very classy. It's sort of like, kind of like The Sims. It's sort of like a modern version of, like, what The Sims was on the SNES, or even something like Pilot Wings. incredibly Japanese yeah. too, so it has that little element of cuteness that you can only yeah. get with these Japanese. Yeah, I mean composers. it's just so Nintendo. It's yeah. absolutely great, quintessential stuff there. All right, now it's time to move on here. So if you guys may remember on these show and tells, it's kind of tricky for us to pick a track of the week because right. obviously each of us thinks that you know our picks are the best. So what <laughs> we do is we each pick our own personal track of the week, and then um, after both of them are played, we do a little rock paper scissors to determine which one is actually going to be posted. So I'm going to play my personal track of the week. This is from Tower of Heaven, which is a PC game, and it was composed by a chiptunes composer that I discovered recently that I thought was really excellent. This is Flashy Goodness, and this was something I considered for our Clouds and Sky episode because this game obviously takes place um, in, the, in the sky. Tower of Heaven, this track is called Indignant Divinity, composed by Flashy Goodness. smokes i'm in love with this piece of music this is indignant divinity from tower of heaven composed by flashy goodness so cool <laughs> really awesome stuff uh, so and carly good. you were telling me that this composer didn't use fami tracker but no. he's getting some really authentic nes sounds yeah he actually used what's called fl studio which is a very popular uh, piece oh, yeah. of software a lot of people use and I think it has a, some really nice uh, VSTs where a lot of people can make their own kind of custom synth yeah, sounds. Yeah, customized synth stuff. Yeah, so that's that's what he did for this one. Because you can see it's not just NES sounds. There's some kind of arcade. There's a whole bunch of different chip sounds in here. Just excellent. And he's not limiting it to a certain set of voices. And I love that because those are typically things that you kind of like hear with the triangle, mm -hmm. but that's more of like a square sound. That's really awesome. Just the, this is so great. This part here, how really lush panning, very kind of drill sounding. Yeah, it's a little uh, sonic-y actually mm -hmm. to me is what I'm getting. I'm just, I think everything about this piece is a 10 out of 10. I think he completely knocked this one out of the park. Yeah, I gotta say, part of me kind of wants you to win the rock, paper, <laughs> scissors, so. It just having that dance beat with the NES kind of, <laughs> was that a triangle or a square? Yeah. It's very hip. It's very it's modern. Great. It's cool. Yeah, I mean, part of me kind of wants this to win, so if you do win, it's it's because I wanted it, so just so we all know right, if, right. if you do win. It's because I purposely lost. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. I'm going to try my best for the rock, paper, scissors, uh, especially because the next track that I'm going to play is my track of the week. This is from a game called Sansara Naga 2 from the Super Nintendo. Now, One I've of my favorites. Never, <laughs> yeah, I've never heard <laughs> never of this heard game of before. Either. But um, again, I was scouring that game music appreciation website, and I found this one. And this track in particular, 
made me want to cry. It's gorgeous. It's very minimally sequenced. You know, it's just piano. So this would have been good on our human touch episode, but it's an incredibly authentic piano part. And it's a beautiful piece called Sky Palace composed by Kenji Kawai from the game Sansara Nagatu. Let's take a listen. Sky Palace from Sansara Naga 2. Can I just say one quick thing? A couple things that I think is really interesting and fitting is both of our tracks of the weeks are songs we could have played last week for our Sky episode. You have Sky (laughs) Tower or Sky Palace over on your side. And for me, I have Tower of Heaven. I think that's fitting. (laughs) Another quick thing I want to say, one of my favorite uses of the piano ever on the Super Nintendo, and I think it's fitting it's composed by a gentleman with the last name of Kawai, which is one of the most famous <laughs> hey, piano companies. Yeah, that's Just a really good... <laughs> you know, maybe there's some sort of family heritage thing. I Let's, wouldn't be surprised. We can that's only awesome. hope. <laughs> so I think, well, now it is only time to do our rock, paper, scissors. Yeah. Kind of sad with this really pretty music for, you know, oh, yeah. having to do well, this Well, isn't it so gorgeous? You know, it's so masterfully inputted. And it's just an authentic piano part. And something that you said while we were playing it that I just completely agree with is there's nothing lacking from this. It's just a piano piece that's really pretty and is put on the Super Nintendo. You know, I just really love when composers from back then took video games seriously. Mm-hmm. They wrote important music and they put their effort into it and then they arranged it in a way that took the material um at face value you know it didn't try to trivialize it it wasn't phoned in and something like this you get so much emotion you know this could go right up there with almost any joe hisiyashi i completely agree very sounds it sounds a lot like japanese film music with that said let's battle you ready will wait i want to talk about it more i don't want to battle no time to battle fine you're going down boy here we go Rock, paper, scissors. We were to do rock, paper, scissors, shoot. <laughs> I, I just won. That. Okay, so I won. So uh, Wait, Tower what? of you Heaven said... oh. is going to be track of the week this week. <laughs> what? We have to redo that. And with that, we will move on. No, absolutely <laughs> not. That's horrible. You already picked yours, so we have to move on. So what happened is I was thinking that we were going to do rock, paper, scissors, shoot, and Will just immediately did scissors on rock, paper, but that I was going to do rock anyway, so, you know, we'll just move on That's from that. That's awful. Oh. The next I'm track sorry, I'm going to play Palace. is uh, from Sonic Mega Collection. And if you remember, Will, I remember I mentioned a few weeks back that I was going to play this for an upcoming show. I until. love this one. This is the intro from Sonic Mega Collection, which is a, a GameCube and PS2 and Xbox release, which kind of packed in all of the classic Sonic Genesis games. And this particular track was composed by Hideaki Kobayashi. Enjoy.
love this piece. This is Intro from Sonic Mega Collection, composed by Hideaki Kobayashi. This is my last track I'm going to share with you guys today. I thought this was a nice kind of fitting end for me. <laughs> it's very fitting. Very this is very pretty. nostalgic for well, me. Well, especially, I mean, you're such a big Sonic guy, so to end Absolutely. with this. Yeah, this is such a beautiful track from the Sonic Mega Collection. You'd never really assume yeah. it, but this is way better than what Sonic's been doing in the last, you know, 10 years musically, in mm -hmm. my opinion. I think what's cool is since the composers knew what was going to go into this game, that it was going to be all these retro Sonic games, he was trying to come up with something that would fit at home in that era. Very melodic, imaginative music here. Me Melody-driven, I think that's the big thing. The thing it's that I respond nostalgic, to. and you get sort of like a very um, dream-like quality Absolutely. To it. A lot of those major seven chords, those pad instruments. It, it almost sounds like something you hear at like an award ceremony, like, <laughs> welcome to the Oscars or something, or... Where you're gonna like take a look at a lot of like maybe an award ceremony in space in the year like 2,500. Oh or something. yeah, absolutely. That's what you meant, right? <laughs> All right, well it's time for your last pick of the day. Oh, cool. This is a really nice one that I'm gonna play from one of my favorite video games of all time, Red Dead Redemption. Ooh. And as we've mentioned before, and I know uh, Tommy Tallarico also mentioned this, Red yes, Dead Redemption has a fantastic soundtrack. What's great is that it takes the concept of sort of a Western film soundtrack and brings it to a game, but it does it in a way that's very unique. It doesn't just sort of hearken on all some of the Western music cliches. It also incorporates it with some more modern elements in order to fit sort of the tone of the game. Like mm -hmm. an example would be if you're in a shootout, you'd start off with like a doo-doo-doo, and you know, it sounds like something from uh, The Good, The Bad, and The Ugly, but then this modern sort of rock drum beat comes in. Oh, that's cool. Anyways, there's just a lot of fantastic score in this game. And uh, this is the last track that I'm playing today. So I'm going to play you a song, actually. Uh, yeah, there's actually a vocalist in it, and it's really beautiful. It's called Far Away. So this is Far Away from Red Dead Redemption, composed by Jose Gonzalez. Thank you so much for joining us today. I know both Carl and myself, these show and tell episodes are some of our favorites to do, and I'm in a really good mood, even though I lost that rock, paper, scissors, which is just bullshit, but I'll be fine. It's hard It's hard to deny the quality of that Tower of Heaven track. I mean, that really is, I think, the best track today. Yeah. So there may or may not be a secret link to mine if you click on it. <clears throat> I mean, I'm not going to say anything. May or may not be. We'll see. Depends <laughs> on who uh, actually posts the episode. Oh. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Thanks so much for joining us, guys. We're really excited about next week. Kind of near Halloween, we're going to have final bosses. Should yeah, be a fitting episode. Very for that time fitting, of year. and you know what? I'm super excited for Nintendo Month is oh, coming up. We all are so through excited. the month of November. We're if you guys remember that? At, yeah, all different great music from Nintendo. Because come on, let's be honest. Nintendo really is the start of all game music, and, and it's the really reason just, why we're doing a podcast. Yeah, really, I mean they're so. the champs. Second annual Nintendo Month coming in well, November. And we have some really exciting new games that are going to be released in the coming months. You know, you have that Super Mario 3D World, that Donkey Kong Tropical Freeze the new Zelda, Zelda game for the 3DS which is based off Link to the Past. I mean, I'm so excited yeah. and I know that all those games are just going to have fantastic soundtracks. Oh, absolutely. Uh, speaking of things we're really excited about, I think it's a great time to announce that Will and I are going to be at MAGFest this year uh, in January from January 2nd to the 5th. 
finally we get to go on vacation for once. <laughs> yeah, it's going to be a great time. We're going to be conducting some interviews and having a lot of different fun things. So if any of you guys are planning to go, and even if you're on the fence, you should definitely go because it'd be great to meet up with you guys. Yeah, we'd love to meet up with some of you. Uh, yeah, come try to see us. We're going to be trying to do a lot of interviews, but we'll make time to have fun, check things out, and uh, just listen to some great music and meet some new people. We're both very excited. This is our first sort of con that we're going to. Yeah, but... and we'll definitely have some prizes and some fun things for, for fans. Yeah, we're, well. we're still coming up with some ideas but we have some really cool things that we want to share with you guys yeah so. some more to come on that we'll keep you guys posted well, in the coming yeah, months awesome keep it locked here at supermercadobrothers.com for all of our original video game music and our weekly podcast thank you so much for joining us this week my name's will brueggemann and i'm carl brueggemann have a great week you guys peace out mm-hmm.